Welcome to Baltic Landlords, an international broadcast about real estate development, property management, and income sustainability. I am your host, David Svet, and my guest today is Klaus Vasks, former vice president of SEB, business owner of MBC Capital and MBC Energy, member of the supervisory board at Citadella Banca, chairman of the supervisory board at Direct Mortgage Capital, and since April of 2021, also at information and technology company TED. Klaus, welcome to Baltic Landlords. Welcome. Thanks for inviting. Before real estate development can start on site, we need funds for the project. As we know, you have an extended experience in banking sector as well. Talk to me about the availability of financing for various real estate projects, especially in the commercial segment. What are the options for developers? I will touch also on your new development project at MBC, so I suppose you, have, you are well aware of such options. Well, definitely. I think uh, <coughs> funding and financing is uh, one of the most crucial uh, aspects of real estate development. And basically, uh, if I compare uh, 15 years ago when I started in real estate and uh, different projects, then uh, the funding was more freely available, uh, banks were more active and uh, not so risk averse like they are today. And basically, for a new entrepreneurs who is entering into this market, I would say that today that's more challenging and uh, difficult. Of course, there are many new uh, ways how to fund uh, real estate uh, today. That's kind of all this. Uh, mm, platforms, uh, crowdfunding. uh, crowdfundings and, and so on. But uh, of course, this money are, uh, comes with quite a high interest and, and a short maturity. So basically, that's probably are better for some short term developments like, I don't know, residential, uh, some single residential projects. However, if we talk about some bigger size commercial real estate uh, projects, we definitely need a longer term uh, money and 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 the fact that uh, in today's banking environment uh, basically if you start uh, greenfield projects in uh, commercial real estate basically you fund most of that with uh, equity and and uh, of course equity is the most expensive money uh, if you compare to the uh, bank finance or uh, some institutional money which comes through you know, pension funds or, or something like that. So basically I would say the barriers in uh, commercial real estate now is much much higher than it used to be and and uh, however the, we see that uh, there are uh, real estate funds who right now dominate in uh, in commercial real estate space and basically these are companies who funds who attract money from uh, wealthy private individuals and and, and uh, as well from the pension pension uh, money from the scandinavian banks and basically uh, that the, the private entrepreneurs uh, are in much kind of uh, higher competition for the uh, for the equity if we talk about some new developments yeah. okay in riga we see a tendency of development and revitalization of brownfields in the city 
we see progression at Rev Quartals and other former, uh, former industrial areas of Riga. And do you see this as a tendency rising until the whole infrastructure is renewed, or does it largely depend on the location? I think the old uh, saying that uh, location, location, location uh, is still valid for uh, for real estate. But I would say that uh, uh, second uh, important uh, issue is uh, is a concept there. And uh, if you have valid concept, if you have a valid and good infrastructure to offer, uh, then of course that's much easier. Uh, to build and to develop something if you know what uh, what you are doing. And basically many of these uh, old Soviet-type factories uh, are, are in quite in good locations, but uh, very few of them are kind of developed in, in, in uh, new, modern, sustainable commercial uh, real estate projects. Yeah. REF uh, is one of the examples. I think our Mokisola business centers, which is former Riga radio factory buildings, is also a good example. Uh, the shopping mall Alpha, that's also used to be the big uh, factory, but uh, taken down and built a big shopping mall. But there are quite a many still abundant uh, buildings uh, and industrial buildings around uh, across the Riga, which are owned by somebody. But I mean, lack of concept, lack of money, uh, basically, they are just rotting there. Do you see other areas with potential business clusters like in Mokosala or Rev Quartals in other areas of Riga? Uh, I mean, uh, <coughs> Riga is a city divided by the by the river, and and basically, uh, maybe uh, different to the Vilnius, uh, we have mm, and, and and Tallinn, we don't have can the one uh, central business district. Uh, so we have a new area around the Skanstas uh, region, which is mm, building uh, quite slowly the the Hansa Street, which is a pillar uh, kind of. Uh, Owned uh, on the site. I think in Riga there are spots uh, which are kind of uh, developing, uh, and uh, of course, there are some places uh, if you enter Riga, for example, Yugla, uh, there is still some former uh, factory factories and uh, lands, land plots available for industrial, uh, industrial uh, and commercial uh, real estate buildings. However, I would say the other parts is main roads uh, into Riga are covered already with some or some kind of already uh, developing uh, stories. But I would say it's, Riga is too small and basically uh, everyone is keep competing for the, for the clients and, and, uh, and I think the distances are not so uh, far away from each of the space. So I think basically it's more the infrastructure, what you can offer, uh, the service quality, and uh, that, that that's kind of main attraction uh, for the tenants at, uh, at the moment. Yeah. And from the viewpoint of financing options and average costs, is it smarter to look for these brownfields and evaluate the renovation possibilities, or are new developments more advantages than renovation processes? It depends. Uh, 
there are uh, buildings which are kind of uh, with a good uh, uh, core or structure. Basically, you can use for renovation. So basically, taking uh, taking taking uh, away all the internal networks and kind of rebuilding the building uh, on the existing core of the building. Yeah. However, many Soviet time buildings they are built. Uh, with kind of unified uh, typical unified projects, and uh, the, I would say very few of them are kind of uh, convertible to modern uh, modern uh, industrial or commercial space. Yeah, and and uh, therefore I would say you need to really kind of uh, evaluate these options. Talk with architects. Talk to with. Uh, understand your concept uh, what you can do with the old building of course sometimes it's much easier that you have a building already you have some infrastructure around the building that's uh, sometimes easier uh, than to start it's from a greenfield or um, from the zero yeah however there are as i said there are disadvantages that it's much harder to to get the right concepts uh, for that building uh, to be attractive to the tenants. Riga and its stand in the Baltic states as a place for providing services. What can you say in this regard? Do you see untapped potential as for the strategic location? I don't know what happened between 2012 and 2018 with Riga, but I mean, uh, there was a huge, huge gap uh between what happened in uh, Vilnius and Tallinn and if we see the if we compare uh, 2012 we were uh, on approximately on the same level with Vilnius uh, on the, on a square square meters of offices and so on which basically serves for uh, new business centers and business service uh, kind of uh, tenants and, and 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 business developments uh Either it was uh, that times uh, Riga's uh, kind of uh, municipality and majors, uh, whatever, not interested uh, to build uh, Riga as a hub or other priorities. Uh, I mean, we we really stayed behind our our main competitors from one side. I mean, uh, we lost something, but on the other side, of course, uh, there are some untapped potential for Riga still because we have this uh, huge gap. And and uh, what we see now, uh, we see that a lot of uh, Lithuanian and Estonian funds actually coming to Riga, buying uh, land plots, buying buildings, and uh, and trying to cover that gap uh, with the money they have made in in their home markets. Uh, and uh, and of course, I think within the next five years, we will see quite a booming real estate uh, construction businesses, and and uh, hopefully that will also will follow with some good international tenants, uh, which uh, which will come from abroad and uh, will make more uh, more uh, more companies, more businesses, and more uh, work work places.
Yeah, as you already mentioned, during that six-year time frame, we saw a great increase in the commercial unit buildings in Vilnius and Tallinn. And now in Latvia, we can also observe a number of projects being developed. But how much time do you think it will take to catch up to our neighbors? And is it even possible right now? I think it's very hard because, I mean, we see uh, still projects announcing in, uh, in, uh, in Vilnius and Tallinn and uh, other cities in uh, Lithuania. I think we can try to close that gap, uh, but I mean, that will take at least five to seven years. Uh, but probably to, if we talk about closing that gap uh, at all, that might take even some 20 years and a lot of investment, a lot of uh, change in uh, politi political kind of landscape. Uh, attitude towards investors, uh, the, the changing banking environment, uh, attitude from the Scandinavian banks or some new players coming into the market, uh, being able to kind of uh, fund all these uh, projects. Yeah, we also saw that in Lithuania there was a great development in the Klaipad region. Do you see in Latvia maybe some other city or area that could be compared to that place in, in Lithuania? Honestly, uh, I think the, the business centers and businesses are growing in places where you have enough uh, workforce and uh, employee, potential employees. And uh, in Lithuania, they had kind of not so uh, concentrated uh, uh, living in only Vilnius, but they had also bigger cities like Kaunas and uh, Klaipeda. Uh, however, in Latvia, I would say I I would only look at the Riga as kind of potential uh, bigger uh, bigger hub. Of course, there will be some regional uh, small smaller developments uh, for the companies which kind of come comes and try to serve their employees who probably not living in Riga. Like I don't know, Jogian Group, who who had uh, office in Cesis, so, and uh, they are thinking maybe about some other uh, spots. I think there will be some single deals, but I mean, if we talk about some significant, uh, at least five thousand square meter office buildings, I would say they, for now, they only make sense in uh, Riga, around Riga. Uh, I don't know. Five to ten kilometers, yeah. yeah. So first we have to reach the potential of Riga and then start thinking about other. I, I think so. Of course, if after the pandemics, uh, the more more people, more employees of uh, bigger companies will start to live outside Riga, that might also um, drive some development uh, for flexible workspaces, uh, like I don't know the cities uh, like Wolgare, Salastils, or, or maybe. Uh, even like uh, smaller regional cities, but as I said, I mean, uh, this will probably not be uh, a huge, uh, big investments as we we see in Vilnius or even Riga. And what do you think about Vanspils and that infrastructure? I think Vanspils is a great city, uh, export oriented. I mean, uh, if there will be a good. Uh, high school with a lot of a uh, lot of uh, students uh, coming out in different um, uh, industries, and if they will live in that region, then potentially there could could be also some uh, 
office uh, or, or uh, development. But I mean, uh, I think Brentsville is still more like an industrial hub for factories, for uh, for um, for logistics, uh, for reports, transactions, maybe less. Um, like a service centers uh, or IT hubs for um, for 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 the businesses, yeah, like a gateway to Scandinavian market. Oh uh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean the the closest close approximately over the port, of course, brings you advantages, uh, especially in uh, in production manufacturing. Okay, let's go back to. Rig again, Mokosal's business at Sanders has just recently signed a contract with construction company Velva to develop an A-class office buildings named Zeisbiroi. What made you choose Latvian construction company Velva? Basically, uh, I would say there are, there are no many uh, foreign companies, first of all, working in Latvia and, uh, and uh, the construction industry is one of the few where uh, the Latvian uh, capital is still dominating. Uh, so the, the, all the biggest uh, construction companies are still uh, Latvian, uh, Latvian owned, yeah, or kind of Latvian resident owned, or whatever. So and uh, well, they, they had an excellent uh, track record and experience, uh, good reputation, and uh, of course uh, also the the. We could agree on the budget, uh, which fitted to our business plan. So and it was a logical, uh, logical choice. And uh, uh, of course, uh, seeing uh, a lot of uh, infrastructural projects uh, in the nearest years, uh, which will definitely lead to the price inflation in the construction. This was the last, uh, last moment uh, for doing this investment. And also, one of the factors that we will cover, option to cover this gap between uh, Vilnius, Tallinn, and uh, not not letting uh, foreign players kind of uh, expand so much here in Riga in our uh, grounds. Exactly. Kaspar Srokens, chairman of the board at Velve, pointed out that the renovation process of former Carl Zeiss Optics factory will be somewhat challenging because the intensity of traffic and the active office building of MBC. Do you see it as a potential challenge? Definitely, because the construction site is very tight and small, and we have uh, built a new infrastructure around that site. So, uh, which we definitely don't want to be uh, somehow uh, damaged or, or ruined. So this will be definitely a challenge for managing the construction uh, construction works. And uh, our aim was to replicate the former Carl Zeiss uh, optics factory, which were built there like in 1912, already more than a hundred years ago. Uh, unfortunately, we could not save the structure of that building, but uh, we will uh, make a 100% uh, uh, replica of that building uh, with adding some new modern uh, uh, additional building. So it will kind of one office building consisting of two buildings. And, and uh, we are proud that uh, that factory, one, one of the first uh, monolith concrete buildings in, uh, in, uh, in Riga uh, in 1912, 
So we were proud to renovate this and uh, like our uh, respect to the to the innovators and the, to the people who who built that in uh, more than a hundred years ago, and we we still see that uh, it's an attractive uh, attractive design and uh, and, and function uh, we will achieve with that. So I think that's that would be a great great building. So the factory is taken down completely to rebuild it. Yes, from, from exactly. Zero. Yeah. So we, we did a full uh, <coughs> how to say uh, uh, scanning of the building with all their uh, instructions, and it was kind of redesigned on on uh, by the architects again on uh, in the PCs and the computers and the projects, and uh, they will that will be. As I said, the uh, full replica of uh, 1912 building, uh, formal, f built as a cult size uh, optical factory, uh, and later uh, being used as a radio manufacturing uh, factory until the 90s, basically. And how many commercial units are planned to be there? I mean, the total building is. Uh, Leasable space will be uh, about 5,100 square meters. It's not a big building, uh, but it will be a special building. And uh, because of this historical building and the new uh, new, new part of it, and uh, this will be the A-class energy, uh, BREEAM certifi certified uh, excellent um, to the class excellent. Uh, so the, basically, that will be uh, very well-being office building uh, inside as well uh, very energy efficient and, and uh, basically we we don't know yet how many tenants but uh, the practically it should be non like more than a five or six tenants because uh, there are we will not divide it in, in small lots but i mean it will come the smallest uh, lot will be about uh, 300 square meter so it will be already for some Established businesses is uh, starting from twenty or thirty employees. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I also saw that a month ago you published on your LinkedIn feed that you have just started a new project of solar panel installations, which will reach a power of two hundred and forty kilowatts. I see it as a statement that Moksal's business sense is progressing in sustainable long-term management. Did you always have this vision about renewable energy usage, or did it come to you just lately? I am uh, I'm entrepreneur uh, by my nature, so uh, I like new things. I, I like to think uh, about different uh, ways how to make money, how and how to become a greener, how to mm, kind of make the the buildings and uh, our life more sustainable. And and basically, uh, we have thought about the solar already, like. Uh, seven, eight years ago, but uh, then the technologies and prices were not so um, attractive and the payback periods were much uh, higher. But now we see uh, with increasing uh, electricity consumption, uh, we see that our tenants are, are uh, getting more concerned about the sustainability issues uh, and uh, producing the electricity from the roofs, which is kind of basically pre Pre air uh, not used in kind of uh, in, uh, in in otherwise, 
so um, we thought it would be a great idea to use that uh, for producing uh, our green energy, so uh, which we can sell to our tenants and our clients. So basically, that's one small step how we kind of uh, can ensure our tenants is using fully green, uh, green self-produced energy, and uh, they are also uh, caring about these kind of values and uh, more and more. So and, and basically with the future renovations in, in our business camp, uh, we will double that um, that solar capacity up to half a megawatt. Yeah, so five hundred thousand kilowatts. So I mean that's very financially that's a attractive business uh, and uh, that's a good kind of. Uh, Social initiative as well. I mean, uh, the, the both the finance and and and, and the environment meets uh, and fits pretty well, and 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 of course uh, different other sustainability kind of measures like uh, energy efficiency, uh, different new type of or low low consuming uh, equipment for ventilation and. Uh, cooling and, and so on. This is also in the pipeline we we are measuring and uh, calculating all the time uh, when it's the right time to to do that investment. So regarding the solar panel, this is just the first installation and uh, until 2023 when the disease offices will be finished, there probably will follow more. Uh, we have uh, another big building, uh, you know, in, in our site where we want to do some nice renovation uh, and increase uh, leasable space. And uh, after that renovation, we will have a new roof, which will accommodate uh, additional 210 or 220 kilowatts of uh, solar panels. So basically, then we will have a combined uh, 500 kilowatt uh, solar installation. Yes. Now, what is the total amount of the companies that lease your office spaces just to give us perspective to how many people it's impacting <laughs> uh, I mean we have uh, like 140 tenants and uh, before pandemic uh, there was about 2200 or 2300 uh, inhabitants as we call them mm -hmm. so uh, on a daily basis so it's a, a kind of small small uh, small village or whatever comparing to the Latvian side so we had uh, more than 2,000 people every day uh, coming to the offices uh, doing their jobs uh, we have more than about 1,000 uh, car park uh, so which was almost full uh, all the time so basically it was heavily actively used uh, infrastructure yeah, I actually come from a village that has less people than than your business yeah. center, so so that is a problem. My, myself too. I mean, I'm also coming from smaller rural area, so and uh, two thousand. Uh, it, it, it's quite a number. Yeah. I think we will increase with the new build with the new building. We will, of course, uh, the the number of uh, people will increase, and uh, we are uh, expanding our in other infrastructure like. Uh, multi-story car park, uh, restaurants, uh, more uh, more greenery on the streets, uh, more benches, uh, more leisure areas so that the people 
kind of feel uh, feel feel good uh, not only on, on in, in, into the office but also outside and uh, they have all accommodations and infrastructure available what has changed in the past 12 months during the start of the pandemic i mean uh, from the office occupancy point of view uh, of course we see some uh, tenants uh, moving or changing space to the smaller or uh, restructuring but but still uh, we keep very high occupancy uh, of the leases uh, despite that um, the people uh, at some stage were very few in offices but i mean the companies uh, were still continuing to to use and didn't uh, terminate the leases and and basically what we see now that the companies already are creating a plans how to return to the offices um, in the nearest months when the vaccination kind of process will uh, ac accelerate and uh, uh, we see that companies start to more think about the well-being of their employees so they maybe they, there will be fewer people in offices but uh, they will make this uh, office space more kind of uh, flexible convenient uh, for not only for kind of uh, working uh, eight to ten hours uh, non-stop of the desk but may maybe more leisure areas more uh, uh, connection areas where the where they can kind of uh, have a more informal meetings uh, discussions and uh, and so on so we see that the concept of the office is changing but not the concept of uh, going away from the office yeah i can silently whisper to you that ausikles uh, sarkans the co-founder of starlux investments told me in our interview that he is placing his bets on the region of mulkasala street and uh, I wanted to ask you, what is your ambition with Mukasal's business centers on this road to modern metropolis in the middle of Baltic states? I think uh, without Mukasal, as I have other development uh, on Yalgova Street, which is, uh, I mean, uh, across the channel of uh, Kilovents, which is right now quite uh, dumped and not nice looking, but I mean, together with Riga, um, municipality we hope it make a new kind of uh, water line uh, in Riga city but I would say that uh, with the development of Latvian University next to our site there will be up to 15,000 students uh, by the end of 2023 and uh, this will definitely become very active uh, region uh, uh, in, uh, in Riga city uh, because I mean, students, uh, new uh, new com companies who will will want to attract them as employees, uh, nice infrastructure, uh, nice location, uh, good transport infrastructure, uh, rail Baltic station. So I, I would say that will create another nice uh, kind of hub in Riga, and of course. Uh, uh, most of the business centers will be kind of uh, uh, the the central part from central in the Mokosala Street and Latvian University across the channel and uh, developers of um, student residential housing also so the, basically that will be lively uh, neighborhood in, in, in some less than uh, two or three years 
and 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 um, that will of course accommodate the business growth i mean i'm really sure about that and uh, definitely i can agree with all cyclists that uh, that this will be becoming the new active hub of riga yeah, I think with the development, as you mentioned, the rail Baltic development in that area and uh, these government plans to move the city center to the left side of the river bank until the 2030 uh, benchmark, I think that will definitely help that region. And I've been there myself, the, the, the street, the Algov street and uh, that site, which is across the street from the universities is not too pleasant and not too welcoming, yeah. but once that's improved and the infrastructure is built, I think that would be very attractive for potential students. This is what uh, is right now happening uh, there with this, uh, with the Yalgova Street, Munkusala Street, Venivus Gatve, and uh, I think so close approximately uh, distance to the old town, I think it's really untapped uh, kind of Tonya counts as kind of whole uh, uh, bigger area, Munkusalas, Venivus Gatve, Yalgovas, uh, all that area. The 20 council really become like a hot hub for different developments in the next uh, two three years you will see a lot of new i know estonian investors have some residential projects uh, i have with the partners uh, there also the student uh, residential uh, student uh, housing project already we start to build in in a month's time so uh, it should be finished by autumn 2022 so basically that will completely change the landscape uh, in that area so from the abundant uh, not nice looking uh, dumped area this will really become nice uh, region uh, and uh, attractive for the young uh, really um, for young people for the students do you think the ambitions of our government can be reached during this time frame to move the city center or could it be only reached partly? Uh, I don't believe that the city will move away uh, from the old town in the nearest future. I think uh, that will probably take some few more uh, few more uh, terms of the elections. Uh, I think the, the, the drive there will be well in university basically and, uh, and the real Baltic. I mean and the businesses and the offices living um, student housing uh, all that infrastructure will come from the private uh, sector just will follow the the young people uh, the young uh, kind of um, the university basically nobody is counting on uh, riga municipality as a, as a kind of um, tenant there i think uh, that will take much longer time for them to, to build something in that region I, I definitely bet on, 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 on university rather than on uh, city. But of course, city will need, need to help kind of to remodel uh, infrastructure because I mean, uh, there are a lot of uh, money if you talk about real estate development. In some cases up to, I don't know, 15% uh, of the total budgets uh, goes to the public infrastructure, like I don't know, roads, uh, uh, centralized uh, networks like water, electricity, and so on. Basically, if the city will kind of build uh, and help um, entrepreneurs kind of with the public infrastructure, I mean, uh, the private uh, investment will follow in, in the buildings, in uh, whatever 
new uh, public buildings and and so on. So basically, that's the way how uh, the things should uh, should work. Let's talk about property management. How do you see the future of property management? Uh, what we see from uh, surveys of our clients uh, that uh, property manager is a very kind of critical uh, aspect for them to kind of to, to being a tenant uh, or choosing one or another uh, locations. And uh, within a year, uh, we have been uh, managing our properties ourselves. So we have a small, very efficient team. Uh, uh, of course, uh, there are services we outsourced, uh, for, for example, I don't know, engineering uh, networks, uh, water, uh, savage, uh, whatever. You have a good kind of uh, suppliers and contractors, uh, but I mean, the management of the tenants, the management of uh, uh, everyday kind of needs or small repairs or uh, uh, small electric, electrical kind of uh, works and so on. We have our own team and, and, and we find it kind of very efficient in a way that today to satisfy a client or tenant you need to act uh, immediately. So nobody wants kind of uh, if you like in a home, if you lose an internet, I mean, uh, it's gone. I mean, your evening is spoiled. You cannot uh, watch your kind of uh, movie or sports uh, game or whatever. Uh, and in a business, I mean, the people pay the money that because they can do their jobs. So, and and uh, we have created an environment and a service that we react immediately if there is some problems to the tenants, and uh, this is what they really. Uh, evaluate and uh, this is what they really kind of uh, say that they like with Muxol Business Center that uh, we have this excellent uh, uh, excellent service uh, services because I mean you can provide the space but I mean if you don't have a proper management around that space uh, quality air uh, good quality uh, uh, infrastructure so the people just I mean they 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 go away I mean they want kind of the people to talk. Uh, they know that there is, uh, we can solve their problems, and 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 I think that this is one of our kind of advantages. It is evident that the large property holders like yourself, for instance, are expanding and growing the number of units under management. For me, it is clear that there are two paths to choose from: more people or digitalization or automation. Which one would you be willing to take? Definitely the second one. I mean, uh, we have gone uh, or not completely, but I mean, we are trying to go paperless. Uh, we manage our uh, employees or uh, service requests through the through the kind of IT systems, uh, mobile apps, and computer systems of the clients. They don't need kind of uh, write, write an email. They can uh, just uh, enter the, the requests in the IT system and. Uh, administrator kind of assigns these kind of uh, jobs to the uh, respective kind of employees. We can track the the performance of our employees through that one and also we can track the uh, service level we are providing to the clients and, and to their requests. So I mean uh, I want to definitely to keep my headcount uh, as low as possible uh, 
but I mean to automate uh, different processes. So we we have started to use uh, our in-house developments in different IOT uh, technologies to manage uh, to manage the buildings, like I don't know ventilation systems and lightning and, and so on. So basically, so that we can cut out uh, the people. I mean, going uh, checking something, but we rely more on machines on the data, uh, and 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 that's kind of separate uh, initiatives uh, of myself. Uh, maybe they are not this is not yet a product you can maybe sell to somebody else but i mean we are testing uh, a lot of different uh, new uh, technology technological kind of uh, features how kind of to minimize uh, people and uh, kind of workforce uh, in different uh, areas especially when you have we have in like 10 buildings in our site so uh, and there will be one more so basically it's not that when you have one building you can easily check so and this is why why we we are automating all the processes and uh, higher technology is one of uh, one of the kind of hottest we are working right now yeah. so basically the goal is to move everything to remote control essentially uh, in a large extent of course not the losing kind of uh, personal touch to all of that but I mean uh, all the services where we can uh, exchange people with machine or at least uh, monitoring of the systems and uh, and the processes uh, I don't know starting from security uh, uh, utilities uh, whatever I mean we try everywhere adapt uh, smart uh, appliances so that we can monitor what, what's what's going on do you think complete automation is possible? I mean, uh, that's probably not uh, not possible, but I mean, uh, I see that we can automate on the levels that we can keep or still our team uh, very small, professional, and uh, basically uh, react uh, when it's needed and uh, so that the customer gets the right service and uh, don't uh, lose the service quality okay and back to your personality a little bit what is your personal goal or the area that you are focused on the most is it the supervisory boards of uh, these big name companies or is it this real estate market uh, which you're trying to develop as, as far as possible i mean uh, the you have to be kind of uh, quite a universal I mean to achieve something in the in a business or life and uh, basically I see this differentiation through kind of either kind of this uh, uh, supervisory uh, work, board assignments or either through working in some NGOs uh, and doing the business so basically more people you meet more information you get so uh, the better you start to understand the uh, the the things your clients the 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 people so you can make a smarter business decision so I would say that's from one side is uh, necessity if you want to be successful in a business you need to have a broad uh, picture of uh, different industries and and uh, I'm really happy that I uh, I have a chance to work in the, in 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 the, the fintech in the banks in uh, tel telecoms 
and uh, also real estate and renewable energies. So basically, uh, I just tried to get a wide uh, helicopter view on many things. And uh, basically, my what uh, I can say is that uh, if you have an idea, if you dig it through, you analyze, you learn, you study, you can basically start a new projects uh, in different industries, uh, not having a background uh, of that industry. You just need to have a kind of uh, right attitude, entrepreneurial spirit and uh, ability and uh, and uh, need to kind of hungry to learn to uh, something new and uh, and study. So this is kind of a receipt I am using and, and uh, so far being uh, quite successful one. Yeah, it seems like a very holistic point of view at uh, not, not only the city, but the whole country. And uh, the following question is, how do you see Riga or even Latvia in the scope of 50 years? Do you see any partnerships going north or any help from neighbors or maybe collaborations between neighbors? I think that, uh, of course, uh, capital which will come into the Latvia will uh, definitely command uh, the growth or kind of development of uh, Riga, Latvia and so on. So basically, if that will be, I don't know, more Baltic uh, capital, then we might see the uh, Vilnius, I mean, Lithuanian or Estonian alike development kind of also in uh, our public kind of uh, thinking and, 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 and so developments and so on. If this will be more uh, Scandinavian capital, then it's probably will become more like Scandinavian type, or this will be American ones, then we, that's can also have some futures. But of course, these are all capitalistic uh, with some social kind of uh, approach um, countries and businesses. And, and, and definitely, of course, Riga will uh, and Latvia will grow uh, in the region. It will not be that uh, we will be uh, abundant uh, out of this. Of course, I think a lot of uh, political landscape should change the, the, the things, how the politicians think. Uh, and uh, I mean, the good education, good infrastructure, uh, good tax uh, kind of regimes, uh, and also the competitiveness, the, the, the workforce among kind of nearest neighbors will be the ones who will drive the investment in, in the region. And if there will be investment, will be prosperous growth in different uh, areas, like, I don't know, starting from art, uh, cultural, kind of, uh, whatever, small and medium businesses, services, and, and so on. But basically, I think there are things the politicians need to focus on, uh, creating a good infrastructure uh, I mentioned and the business will follow and, and capital, uh, the pre-capital, the capitalism will define, I mean, the areas uh, uh, where we will develop. I mean, if we will not have a good workforce, we will have not good infrastructure, I mean, we will stay like uh, small, uh, small uh, rural uh, village in in the in the Baltic or Nordic uh, or even European landscape. So that's that's it basically. I mean, uh, without that, I mean, we will not get this investment.
do you have any advice or message to all the Baltic landlords out there? I mean, uh, I think we still, we are competitors, but we are uh, also at the same time, uh, we are changing this uh, city, we are changing, uh, uh, we are changing our, our countries. And uh, I think all the new developments, uh, all the green initiatives, uh, focusing uh, on the tenant and employee needs, I think uh, this is uh, the vision or, or direction we all should go. And uh, I think uh, let's kind of uh, compete uh, uh, with our kind of uh, ideas and uh, and visions, not with kind of uh, with something else. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I I'm really kind of uh, thrilled and uh, inspired. Uh, about what I'm doing and and uh, what I see the other other landlords are doing and uh, I really kind of like this uh, environment and, 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 and business and uh, I think we will achieve quite a lot together. I can completely agree with you because I think we are all in the same boat here in Baltic States and every new idea, every new project and uh, green initiative contributes to the bigger picture. So, where can people find you? Uh, on LinkedIn. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, in, in my office uh, when I'm working on Mukasola Street or in, in Tate in Zirnovo or Republika Slokoms in the Citadel. So, uh, I'm all around uh, the places, uh, basically. Okay, but yeah. but I'm, uh, I'm kind of quite an accessible person uh, in, in that way. So. Uh, you can reach reach out and uh, ask questions if needed. Okay, I appreciate this conversation, Klaus. Thank you for sharing your time with me and Baltic landlords. Thank, Thank you. you for inviting. Thank you.